Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. A legend in controversy. That has been the week for West Virginia Mountaineer fans and for Mountaineer Nation. And unless you've been living under a rock, Bob Huggins, he stepped in it. He stuck his foot in his mouth, or maybe he would have been better off doing so as he started off the week on a Cincinnati radio show and used a anti-gay slur and then obviously that got out there and it set the wheels in motion for speculation a lot of debate a lot of outrage on the comments from bob huggins and what that would mean for the future of west virginia men's basketball we now have a resolution i guess i don't know if this will ever really be resolved we have a long way to go probably to get there but bob huggins is still going to be the head coach of the Mountaineers, at least throughout next season, loses money. That money will be donated, apparently, a million off the salary, year-to-year type of thing now, suspended for three games, not more, and those three games are kind of probably meaningless games, but doesn't get fired, something that many thought would immediately happen, and that's really how the news was initially breaking that he ended his career. That's not the case, even though it certainly changes the perception about Bob Huggins, whether it be legacy-wise or around the country or maybe even for Mountaineer fans. I'm Mike Oste, and this is a seri- serious-toned episode of Mike Drop. Usually I try to have some fun. I bring a personality. I analyze, you know, bring guests on usually, and we're usually picking spreads, analyzing games, talking about drama and sports. And this is some drama. But yeah, it's going to be on a more serious tone than maybe I normally bring you. But this episode here of Mike Drop will be available on the Believe Network throughout the Believe properties. Also, of course, available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, etc. Also, where you get your podcast there with Believe. And of course, on WV Sports Now. So it'll live forever at WVSN. And we also are live now on our WVSN YouTube channel. And to have this conversation, I got to bring on my main colleague at WVSN, and he is the men's basketball beat writer. We actually just announced bringing him on full time. And then, Ethan, what do you get, two days before the most controversial story in the history of the program? Uh, I don't even know if you got a full 48 hours, certainly not a week. But Ethan Bach joining me here on Mike Drop on Believe. So this is your first time on my actual podcast of my own uh, mic drop here on Believe, but of course we've done a lot of work together uh, throughout the Sports Now Family Network. So, yeah, it's a bit more serious than normal, and probably what you're normally used to from me. But what a week it's been—your first week uh, on the job. <laughs> yeah, full time. Of course, it had to be a very controversial topic and very right. serious topic within the first week. But um, I think we did a great job covering it, based on all the facts, hitting yeah. every angle possible and it's an unfortunate situation but it had to be addressed 
Yeah, it, it did have to be addressed, and I will echo those sentiments as I as I put out there to the staff, and I definitely uh, believe that as well. That we did cover it every possible way. We got both different sides. We got people who were for Bob, who were against Bob, who wanted him fired, who disagree with the decision, who wanted him to go in this direction. Got professors. We got you know former NBA players. We got media members we we got our own thoughts out there we got all the coverage from bob from gordon gee you also have all those statements out there which i won't bore you with reading and of course ren baker this another controversy he's he's in so i think the only man that maybe doesn't sympathize with you ethan is ren baker where uh, he's gets hired and then it's just women's basketball controversy and then this of course to a much larger degree and and much more serious than just a coach maybe leaving in you know, not the best manner. So we got to start with the decision because I intentionally wanted to wait to do one of these shows until we would get the decision because we could all speculate, but getting this decision allows us to really speak more intelligently on what we now know about this. And he's going to remain the head coach. It's now a year to year type of thing. So maybe this is one last year of the ceremonial thing, but he's still the head coach. Obviously he's going to, get reduced from that high price annual salary that was one of the higher for any coach around the country. Maybe this will be a chance for conversation. He's 69 years old, but I was just on somebody's show last night that told me their mother had an awakening and became a much more sympathetic and open-minded person once she turned 70 plus years old. So it's not like it's impossible. This You, you, you can't say it's too late for somebody. And maybe this will open up a conversation with minorities and, and, and people, you know, in the LGBTQ plus community. And that's part of this, too. But what's your reaction to this decision from WVU? Did you expect this to happen? Did you expect him to be fired? How's your reaction now a few days in once we get the news and we get the punishment different than what maybe you thought when you first heard it? And then we hear the audio that it really was said and it really was that bad. And and how, I guess, do you think this was handled by WVU as they took their time? They did not rush this and they did not provide a swift decision that I think many wanted but they got a decision and, and really clearly carefully constructed statements that they're living and dying right right now on uh, in the midst of this Bob Huggins scandal still going on. Yeah, I think once we all found out with the audio clip, I mean, yeah. there's no there's no reason why you wouldn't think he was going to get fired. Like it's very hard for somebody to say that word in today's society and just get away with it especially with social media now so yeah um as time went on though and it, as to, as yesterday passed and it was nothing released um belief was like to me suspension fine um working with the community so i'm not really shocked by uh what mr baker and president gee came out with today but uh uh it's definitely an interesting decision um, I think yeah. it's a win. This is the best case scenario for Bob Huggins. Um, he didn't get fired. Yes, he got his contract reduced by a million dollars. He has to serve three game suspension. He right. has to really campaign and build his character back up over the summer and over the next calendar year. But he could have got fired for this. And uh, this was the best case scenario for him. 
Yeah, I think any scenario, any scenario that did not result in him being fired, and we have to add, this is a Hall of Fame coach. No one can dispute that. And fortunately for Bob and his family, it took him a while to get in. Not that this would matter in the grand scheme, but he's very lucky that he got in last year. If that had to linger again, a lot of the national media members that have votes that were always very pro Bob Huggins, Jay Billis being one of them. He talked to us on Zooms all the time. Can't believe he's not already in. I'm trying to push for him to get in. His comments after hearing this from Bob were basically saying, I don't know how he doesn't doesn't get fired and, and kind of changed his tune on Bob. So would Bob get those same votes if the, he was still up for the Hall of Fame right now? It should be about what you do on the court and your wins and losses. And, and as a coach, I get it. It's not the Hall of Great People. It's the Hall of Fame for coaches, players, et cetera. But I don't know. I mean, there have been people that have not have been, you know, quote unquote, screwed out of Hall of Fames or not voted into Hall of Fames when you think the resume is slam dunk because they're controversial. So Bob would fit into that category. So he's already in. So any any scenario to me, if if you're Bob, of him not being fired is a win. He could have even had to work for free all year. The man's made tons of money. That would have still been a win because – you can come out there and say that maybe some other school that doesn't care about controversy, like Rip Pitino keeps getting jobs and now he got a major job and he's building back St. John's and, you know, just do a Google search on what he's done. But maybe somebody would have hired Bob a year or two from now, if he wanted to still coach and get and, and, you know, improve the resume before he's done. But that would have been multiple firings, two final fours in his career. And he would have then been fired from both of those schools that wouldn't have been good. I mean, a DUI and this, they're not the same things, but it wouldn't have been good for the legacy. So anything that resulted in him not being fired, I think is a win. And also a three-game suspension, those games, you know, it's not like he's missing Big 12 games. It's not like he's missing big-time rivalry games. I mean, these are games that are kind of tuning up the season. It's no big deal. So when you take all that into consideration, do you think they did enough? I mean, separate from whether you think he should have been fired, because I think everyone thought initially, wow, no one can survive this. He's going to get fired. It doesn't matter whether you're – if Coach K would have said the same thing, Coach K would have been fired from Duke. But we get here, he's not fired. As this lingered, I think that was obvious that he wasn't going to get fired. Separate from whether he should have been fired or not, do you think it should have been more games? Like what, three games, is that enough for you? Is a million dollars enough for you? Are the statements enough for you? Because I know you read all through those statements. I don't know if everybody analyzing this has read through those statements as long as they are. Yeah, I think I think if if what Coach Huggins said in his letter earlier today, if he's true to those words, I I think that's the best he can do. Um, you can suspend somebody for X amount of games. You can right. basically reduce a contract for X amount of money. And yes, a million dollars is a lot of money. It's not pocket change. We need to stop like just saying. <laughs> right. It's only a million dollars. It is a million dollars. So, um, but at the same time, if he's, I think, I think his apology will go a long way and will restore his reputation if he can own up to what he said in the letter today and um, just really give back to the LGBTQ plus community. Um, That's, that's the best he can do. I think, I think the decision was fine. I think the punishments were fine. It's up to coach Huggins now balls in his court. He's got to step up. Yeah, and I think he needs to step up, and and I'm sure he will kind of be nudged in this direction, but hopefully do it on his own, beyond just 
whenever there's a big game and you have a camera in his face and he says something positive or he donates more money than the million dollars, et cetera, he's going to, he's going to need to go above and beyond meaning like randomly show up unannounced to some of these functions and, and, and which is on our site too, but it does appear. I was actually kind of surprised that the statement from, for example, the Morgantown pride organization, that's not affiliated with the university, but in obviously the city where WVU is housed, they were swift wanting him fired immediately, and they're still very upset. WVU's LGBTQ plus communities organization, their their center at the school that is a school affiliated, and yeah, people can say maybe that they are worried about their jobs, but they had an opportunity to. Nobody was going to fire them if they said this. They didn't agree with this. Like that would have been incredibly controversial, and they really are focusing now on trying to create a bridge, strengthen bonds try to have everybody come together. So very mature outlook from them. So then the door is open for Bob and, and probably Gordon Gee, Ren Baker, the university, the basketball program, everyone affiliated there, the assistant coaches, the players. I mean, they probably all do need to be involved in this in some way. But now that he's going to coach next year, because we don't know about beyond that. Now it's a year to year type thing contractually. This is impossible to say, but do you think Bob Huggins can repair his reputation and legacy and that perception of his legacy ever enough to again be regarded as a Hall of Fame head coach that won a lot of games without doing it at a blue blood and be that one guy in that group that maybe gets more credit. Cause he didn't do it as a blue blood, never really had a five-star kid for such a long time. That type of coach that's so loved by his players, they would run through walls for him and everybody around the country loved him despite his previous controversy. Can he ever get back to that guy again? Or is this going to be, cause this is what I'm afraid of like a Joe Paterno Penn state thing that the resume is there. Those fans, some of those fans are going to love him forever, but there will always be enough people that are going to say Joe knew and Joe didn't do anything about what he knew. So we don't care about the wins and where he ranks all time. I'm not loving him. Yeah. I think the, the only conflict with coach Huggins is he doesn't have 20 years to redeem his DUI when, during his Cincinnati days. He's got a year at least to repair this, what he did the, earlier this week. Um, he can do it. He can do it. He has the opportunity to do it. Like, I, like we've said during the show, if he goes out of his way, works with the LGBTQ plus community, if he gets his staff involved and they do the, and they do the sensitivity trainings and they cooperate, they can, he can repair his, he can repair his character. Everybody makes mistakes. We've all made mistakes. Yeah. Nope. You're allowed second chances, <laughs> but at the same time, like he doesn't have an, he doesn't have a lot of time to repair. This It's not like he has 20 years again, like he did with the DUI. So, yeah, but he, he's got a chance. He's got a chance to do this. He's got all summer and he's got the whole calendar year to work, work with everybody. And, and this is fair to say we're in a different society than we were 20 years ago. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it might not be fair in terms of him having to rebuild a legacy because it's still an infraction. And this infraction 20 years ago, it wouldn't be thought what it is now. Like, we know so much more now. We're trying to come together as a people so much more now, even though, of course, we're divided in many ways as well. But this is just a much bigger deal. Like, you could absolutely make an argument that 
you know, he would have been better off having another DUI or getting into like a physical altercation or, I mean, this is one of the worst things you can do really in terms of perception now because it, it, it comes across and it did come across on the audio that it's not the first time he said the word. Like it was just, it was just kind of a carefree roll off the tongue, him and Cunningham. It, that's why I even asked you after we finally got the audio, was he supposed to be on this show? Was this a scheduled appearance or are they just recording something that he caught him on the cell phone off the cuff while they're at lunch? Like it didn't even sound like a radio show guest spot. It sounded like guys having what we've heard is locker room talk. So it, that to rebuild that perception, there's not many things that are probably worse in this society to try to rebuild right now. Outside of criminal things. I mean, obviously what would happen at Penn state's worse, but, but this isn't good. Uh, you know, so for not physically hurting somebody, this is, this is up there with right. the worst things you can do now. It's just how society right. is. Nobody's yeah. saying it's right or wrong. It's just how we live now. Yeah. And I think that's why so many people, the second that you heard the audio was, well, he's going to be fired. Everyone knows how many games he won and what he even means to West Virginia above anywhere else and even college basketball and that he's a basketball hall of famer a naismith basketball hall of famer not we're not talking about west virginia hall of fame here and yet everyone immediately thought he's going to be fired as this went on i'm not surprised that he wasn't fired and you know there is the opinion even though it's absolutely true i mean let's be real if one of us said this if anybody else who worked at w said this if any of his assistant coaches if any of his players that he brought in on the transfer portal that we'll get to in a moment here, and if that played a role, if he got audio of any of those players that he's bringing in saying any of this, he probably would be told by the university, you can't bring him here anymore. Ren Baker would be fired tomorrow as the AD if he got audio, we got saying this. Gordon Eads had its own problems that you can find on our site as well, and he was ousted for something close, not as bad maybe of something he said. But yet, Bob Huggins lives through this, and you got to have to imagine that when you argue is maybe the greatest coach in the history of the athletic department, certainly the basketball program. And at worst, you're the second best behind Don Nalen. That's part of it. Cause yeah, he's done a lot for the program as well. And that's continuing on that that might've helped save him, but there's also the opinion and maybe this is good in a way, if it can be a learning experience, we do live in so much of a cancel cancel culture society that maybe, you know, as you said, everyone makes mistakes. So maybe it is better that, a mistake you make doesn't just ruin your life. Like you make a mistake. We try to learn from it. We try to be better from this. Clearly Bob. Now, if he was just flippantly saying this word, he's now aware that enough people are mad at him for doing so that maybe he realizes the error of his ways there. But, you know, we have the portal report. We cover the transfer portal a lot throughout the sports now network. You're certainly involved in that. It's a major focus in particular football and basketball. It is the behemoth that looms over college athletics you can quickly turn things around west virginia did it to get in the tournament last year after such a bad year the year prior you can also have your program kind of gutted the football programs kind of experienced that before in a mass exodus of players for you how much does the fact that universally bob huggins 2023 Toronto supporter class is viewed as not just good for him or wvu viewed as one of the better in the country that you have national experts saying this team has all of a sudden put together a final four roster of things clipped together again for Bob. He always gets the most out of his guys. How much did that play a role into this? Cause it feels like if this happened a couple of years ago, they might've said, well, Bob, 
we don't want to fire you, but can you please retire? Because you're no longer winning games on the court. He's now coming off of an NCAA tournament appearance, off of an okay season. But this transfer portal class, these players, I mean, right? Correct me if I'm wrong here. This entire roster of transfer portal players, there's no way they're still coming to WVU if Bob Huggins was fired. Is that not part of this? No, if Bob Huggins was fired, I would assume all of those transfer portal additions would leave easily. I think the university saved that basketball team next year from deploding, and we're talking having to fill most of those spots. So, right, yeah, transfer portal class played a huge role, um, not just Coach Huggins or his coaching staff, but the university and the athletic department and the boosters. They all invested – had more of a budget NIL budget this off season dealing with the transfer portal class for the basketball side. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was a huge deal. Like when you invest in a whole off season to try to give a hall of fame coach, one of his last go arounds and give him a good team and you can use the transfer transfer portal to your advantage. Yeah. Like it's a no brainer. So yeah, it played a, played a huge factor. Um, I don't know what would have happened if, this would be the traditional age of college basketball where you have the four-year players coming and going, developing. I don't know. It could be a totally different story, but with Huggins and his coaching staff bringing in the number one class, it's now number one on all the sites. So it's the number one portal class in the country. So if he doesn't bring that in, and if his coaching staff doesn't bring that in, I don't know what happens to him. Yeah, and this is a guy that we heard him a couple years ago be very resistant to the portal and kind of angered at the existence of the portal and bringing up, and this happened with Oscar Shibwe, and rumors there have swirled, and Huggins still seems upset about it, that if you sneeze a certain way, you can lose a kid, and how can I coach like this? If you don't want to be here, get out of town. Like It's hard to have that mentality if you don't want to be here, get out of town in the transfer portal era. So he's adjusted, brought in enough quality players last year to go from horrendous basketball one of the worst seasons of his whole career in 40 years to an NC tournament appearance, even though it was off computers and they didn't win that many, but they had a tough conference. We get all that. And then now really turn it on to, yeah, number one transfer portal class. And that just had to play a role. Like it sucks to say it just had to play a role. I mean, the only other scenario that would have been interesting in a different era would have, if this would have happened right after the final four, or if this would have happened, you know, during success. But these last five years, a couple NCAA appearances, they haven't been to a Sweet 16 since 2018. It's been a five-year period that while there's promise and it's not horrendous basketball overall, with the exception of two years ago, it's not been his best times. And it just got to be a factor. I mean, you, you just got to... Now, do you think in any way, because this has been brought up too, and let's be real about this, because I don't, will this negatively impact his future recruiting? Like, are there going to be any athletes out there that are going to say, you know, I want to play for Hall of Fame coach, but I think he's a bigot, so I'm not going to go to WVU. Like, I don't honestly believe that's going to be a thing as much as that sucks to say. I think they'd rather play for hugs. Like, these kids would have left if, if he was fired. I don't know. Like, do you think in any way that could be a factor that this could turn against them in future recruiting or they could even still lose these kids? Yeah, I don't. Like I said, I I think the only way they would have lost a whole number of them is if he got fired. Um, I don't think it's going to affect recruiting much. You never know, though. There could be a recruit with a gay family member or gay friend, and you see what he said earlier. Yeah, right, right. I mean, yeah. But it's it's 
I don't, but at the same time, you're playing for him as a coach. You also are playing for him as a person and him as a person needs to develop them as kids. So right. I, I see it both ways. I don't think it's going to affect recruiting as much as people think it will. West Virginia is a power five program. They have history. Um, there's a lot more than coach Huggins one mistake earlier this week. Yeah, I don't really think it's going to affect things either. I mean, the only other thing that, as you were speaking, that ventured into my mind is separate from having a family member or you just, you know, are upset about the beliefs that you feel Huggins has and they're counter to yours. Maybe there's an NIL company that tells these kids, hey, you get a WU, I'm not going to endorse you. I'm not going to throw the money your way because now they have, they have that stain. Like maybe if you're enough of a player that you can just get deals, maybe you're not going to risk a deal because you care about money more than playing for hugs. I don't know. We'll see, but I think it's pretty clear that they would have lost. And I think they, if they didn't think, I think this played into it from Ren Baker and Gordon Gee too. Like they want to win. Ren Baker doesn't want to start off killing the basketball program as the AD, especially while the football program is still down and you're evaluating a coach. So obviously if they didn't think they would lose these kids, if they did, if they thought all these kids were still going to come and play for Ron Everhart, I'm sure that they might've said, Bob, can you please resign? But you know how much of a factor it played in. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if it's like 70 plus percent part of this. Like, it, I, I think, you know, I, I, you touched on this a little bit too. in some of your pieces on our site, this could have this could have been a borderline death penalty to this program. I mean, this could have been SMU stuff. Like, if if you would have fired Bob, you you can't put his name on the court. You're taking everything off the wall. You're not celebrating anything. So now you're hurting even the Twitter account because you have nothing to celebrate from the last you know 15 plus years. Your vibe is awful, and you're probably looking at bad attendance. Those transfers are not coming anymore. You're not going to get any new ones in. You're probably not promoting Dermar, who's the former NBA player with that the young players would probably like to play for, maybe if not Bob, you're probably promoting someone like Everhart or a coach who's been there a while that I don't know if brings a cachet, nothing against him, that's going to bring transfers in. Who are you going to get to be the head coach permanently? You know, because that's going to be a stained job. You're going to have to overpay. You're not getting Missoula, obviously. He doesn't even want to coach college. So it, it could have been dire. I mean, it really, really could have been bad. This and, was and, the worst week he could have done this. Like, right. Portal yeah. window ends tomorrow. I mean, the coaching carousel is relatively over. Um, That's why you need a decision today, by the way, while we're live. Like, imagine if they didn't have a decision today. These kids would have had to transfer if they don't have a decision. Yeah, if, they, if it's, if it's in else. the air and they think he's gone, these kids could have left. Right. And if they left and even say they, say they fired him and after the window, they could still enter. They could throw in a waiver and say my coach got fired because he said something stupid. Right. They'll, give, they'll give it to him. It's different. It's different with Jose Perez because he left in October. Right. This is way before that. Right. Yeah. 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 So it's it definitely played a factor. It's and like I said, Coach Huggins, this is it's there's no good time for for him to say that at all. But this could have been the worst week of, of the year, even though it's not basketball season. It could have been the it's the worst timing. I mean, there's never a good time, but yeah, this is <laughs> this this is really really bad timing for sure to say the least. Ethan Bach, Mike Osti here, the Mike Drop Podcast. It is available throughout the Believe Network properties: Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn. Also, of course, check out all of our coverage of this Bob Huggins drama 
and now a decision, but is really going to be ongoing on how Bob and the program handle this and how this does unravel, of course, the WV Sports Now. You know, what has this experienced for you kind of revealed about the program, about its fan base, et cetera? Because, I mean, I, I'm having to consider blocking people from the site, to, to put it bluntly. Um it, it, it seems like there's clearly, and this has annoyed me, there is a segment of the fan base that's totally fine with what Bob said, support Bob, in fact, like a more now, and are upset that anything was done. And that's disappointing to see. And some of those people that I'm seeing that from, I didn't think I'd be seeing that from. So that that just sucks. I'll, I'll put it bluntly. And that's just me saying that, not, not the site or the outlet. And, and then there's a continuum of people that, are never going to get over this and are really offended by this and are now taking a program that they were cheering for and rooting for that I don't know if they're going to support any longer and, you know, who knows what that'll be, but their emotions aren't really as much invested in this. And it, it just, they're just such a divide. And, you know, this happens frequently on social media when you have a coach who's polarizing or maybe the team's losing and could get fired football program, Neil Brown all over again. But it's just no fun. I mean, we're in a vibe now around the basketball program that there's just not much fun to be had, and there's really no winners in this. I mean, Bob kind of won that he didn't get fired, but his whole legacy is completely tarnished forever. You know, his family pr probably can't go to the grocery store without having to hear about this now, and he has lost some fanfare and some love, whether it be people that he maybe doesn't care about if it's just some random fan or maybe even some colleagues. Like I, I feel like knowing Bob well enough that Jay Bill is saying what he said probably stings to Bob. So I don't know like, if we're ever going to get back to, to where we were with the perception around Bob and this program, but what have your thoughts been covering this, dealing with this, seeing this unravel, seeing the fans comment, seeing the polarizing and divide amongst the fans and seeing just where we are because for me i feel like we got a lot a lot of room to grow overall as people here with based on how this has been handled because this isn't this isn't up in the air for debate as everything is in our society we got audio there i mean i didn't want to believe it at first either and i told you i don't want to cover this until we get audio or some proof because hey you know, right now it's a meteorologist accusing somebody of something. We got nothing else to go off of. We got audio. Sounds really, really bad. And yet it's a lot of people defending it and are totally cool. With it. Yeah. I, I mean, in society, like for our jobs, we want conversation. We want debate, but this is right. not a topic we no. want to debate on. <laughs> no. But, like this show isn't even fun, to be honest with you. Yeah. Right. Like seeing the fan base split on this, it's, it's, it is disappointing. Um, I, I mean, I understand there's, there are diehard fans that love Coach Huggins, think he's greatest coach ever, think he's the embed, right. he embodies West Virginia. Um, but at some point, you just have to. You just he have does to, in maybe too many ways, honestly. Maybe yeah. too many ways. Like maybe he is the literal embodiment of West Virginia, positive and negative. Well, it, like we talked about earlier, like it's hard to escape cancel culture. Maybe. Maybe him escaping cancel culture for the moment and right. him getting that second chance is different in society than what we're used to. So maybe it's an opportunity for a second chance. But just seeing seeing the fan base split, it is disappointing. Um, what he said was terrible. He didn't kill anybody. He didn't hurt anybody. But 
He right. did hurt a lot of people with his words. Um, and he's owning up to it. Like he said in both of his statements, he's owning up to it. He's going to work this summer. He's going to work over the next year, try, right. to, try to rebuild his character. But um, this isn't something that we want people to be debating on, uh, whether he said was good or not good. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it is disappointing. It, it, it was an interesting thing to cover. Like this probably the biggest story I've covered in my life. So, okay. Yeah. It, it's definitely up there. So, um, an unfortunate thing to cover, but yeah. And I mean, this is literally your first major story of your, you know, post college career. Uh, not that you were doing professionally prior to graduating. I mean, yeah, it's just unfortunate. This is, there are no winners here. Nobody wants to be covering this. this Nobody wants this to be freaking happening. This is a lose lose for the entire university. There, right. Like there's there's, no winner. No, there really, really is not. And this is going to, you know, there's always a such thing as there's there are people that believe this and have had success with this belief of there's no such thing as bad publicity. Because if you're talking about me, that's better than being indifferent and having no one talk about me. It's at least engagement, money, whether that be media or even even a program. They want to stay relevant, even if, say, you're losing because that can bring players in and can quickly turn things around. <sighs> But this is bad publicity. Like, this isn't good. Like, this, 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 this counteracts that. Like, this is just legitimately bad publicity. This is legitimately bad conversation. This is no way good. There's no one who should be defending this. I put it out there on Twitter. I'm standing by this. If you don't have a problem with what Bob Huggins said, that really does say more about you. And, again, that's not even me saying he should have been fired or I wanted him fired like people were somehow taking that to be. It was just we have to agree, and Bob – it seems like at least agrees in the statements what he said is no good. If we want to get to a point where we're going to try to not do cancel culture and maybe turn this guy's mentality around and have a positive end to a legendary career rather than this being the worst possible end to it, really, great. Because I do also believe that we probably are too swift into a guilty until proven innocent society. Like, you get accused of something and you're just done. And the stain never leaves you, but it's not like a hundred percent of the time when someone gets accused, they're immediately guilty. Like there are false, you know, allegations. There are evidence we find out from cold cases years ago that they had the wrong guy. Like you got to give things time to breathe and have investigations and find out what's really going on. And not enough people freaking do that anymore. And it doesn't mean you're disrespecting an accusation. It means we got to look into it before we just end someone's life. This was the opposite. West Virginia took several days. They looked into it. They, I mean, obviously the words were out there. It was bad, but they were not willing to just succumb to cancel culture until they really, really thought about this. And, and you know, there's some hypocrisy there um, with, again, the people that were making this decision, certainly Gordon Gee in particular, based on, you know, his past, not that he hasn't apologized for it, but it just it's just no good. Like there's no positive end to this. Now, just in your belief, and there's no one who's gonna say this definitively because this is somebody who did ask us this question. And I, I can't really go fully into the chat because it's just getting all over the place. Like Twitter has been, and I was scared of that, but I want to do this live nonetheless, and it's just gonna be a mess. But something that's legit over here, there's speculation that this will be the final season for Huggins. Is there truth to that? No, obviously we can't say definitively, but do you believe? that there's kind of a closed door situation right now that, okay, we don't want to kill the program because of the portal. This is bad timing. 
we're going to do all this. We're going to donate here. We're going to try to better ourselves in your legacy because we want to we want to have it for the next 20 years too. put your name on the court and try to not have this be such a bad end. But good or bad, we're probably parting ways at the end of this year. Like they'd have to resign him now. If it's bad, how does that make sense? He's already older. If it's really, really good, then maybe go out on a good note. Do you believe this is it for Bob? I think what the university did today by pretty much changing his contract from multi-year to year by year. Right. Yeah. I think it gives them leverage. Uh, It gives the university leverage. If depending on how coach Huggins does as a coach and as a person this year, he's going to be evaluated on and come April 30th next season, or probably just right after the NCAA tournament, uh, he'll be, he'll be evaluated and and we'll figure out if he's going to stay or not for the next season. I don't, I can't see a world where, I, he would almost have to have an absolute perfect next calendar year, I feel like, to be granted another season. Like, right. he's going to have, like... On or off the court, do you mean? Both. Like, how much do you think on the court weighs into this versus off the court? Because both are going to be evaluated even, like, wins or losses. They're going to go through this sensitivity training. They're going to go through, and I'm sure Ren Baker is going to talk with the director of the LGBTQ plus community of the center, maybe even go down the street to Morgantown pride and say, Hey, we sent Bob there last week. I saw the clips on Twitter. What really went down? And if he doesn't get positive messages and feedback back, do the wins matter? Could he even cut bait mid season? If he hears something negative or does he then say to Bob, man, you're not, you're not getting it done over at these meetings here. Like how much, what, what plays more to you on or off the court? I would probably say on the court. I mean, that's just, yeah, that's just how, reality. That's how reality is. It's how college athletics is. Uh, if this team goes second weekend, even Final Four, then, yeah, as a coach, he did a great job. Um, but like we've talked about, it depends what he does as a person over the next calendar year. Ren Baker and Gordon Gee now have leverage on his um, on the rest of his career. If, if they decide at, at the end of next season that, hey, your time's up, like we – we can't we can't do this anymore. We need closure. Uh, yeah. Then that would be the end of Coach Huggins's Hall of Fame career. But I I just can't I can't see I just can't see how next year just it's going to have to be perfect almost. I it almost seems like a perfect closure for next year. You have six, seven, fifth year seniors coming in, like from the transfer portal, and you're bringing back Trey Mitchell, Joe Toussaint. I don't see how this just isn't. It and they retool. Maybe, maybe you know what? Maybe Coach Huggins off the court has a great has a great campaign, builds up his character, and then they go to the Elite Eight, Final Four, and he wants to run it back again. I'm sure yeah. Ren Baker and Gordon Gee will do that. I just it's hard for me to say in today's society that that he can. He's almost gonna he's gonna have to be an absolute perfect human being, and I don't know I don't know how that's possible. Yeah, I mean, nobody is, and clearly that includes Bob Huggins. Uh, clearly that includes Bob Huggins, and we're all imperfect people, but Bob certainly has been exposed as maybe less-er than perfect than some would have thought even prior. So, yeah, and it, it all does come back to wins and losses. Like, let's keep it real again, as we talked about the portal being a factor. If Ren Baker and Gordon Gee thought he was bringing back some clunkers and bunch of scrubs and he's getting nose in the portal 
and he's mad and he's yelling and he's saying, get out of town. And he refuses to do the portal and he's talking to Juco kids and it's going to be this journey and they're not winning. And they were not in the tournament last year. I'm sure they would say, we appreciate the past, but we got to move on. But, you know, I'm sure they're thinking to themselves, wow, nobody universally ever really throws praise in West Virginia University. And they're all saying the WVU's number one transfer portal class. It doesn't matter what went on last year or where this school's located. We got some, you know, NIL money now, and we got a Hall of Fame coach, and we have a chance to win. So I'm sure that had to play a factor here. Ethan Bach, Mike Ostier, WV Sports Now, my Mike Drop podcast here on the Believe Network, as we're talking the aftermath of the Bob Huggins decision, of the scandal, of whatever you want to call this, when Bob Huggins was heard using an anti-gay slur. And again, multiple times, pretty flippantly, and who knows what's going to happen to Cunningham and the producer and what else is going on in Cincinnati radio, because... It's not just Bob that came off pretty bad off that audio, which no one is discussing. But at some point, that needs brought up because it's not one man that that sounds horrendous. Um, Xavier, by the way, is going to get some money from Bob that that I would imagine is getting in Bob's craw more than anything, um, clearly based on his thoughts about Xavier. But that's going to happen, and that's again, it's on Bob if he doesn't like it. Another reason why. Another reason why it's not just one million dollars. There's more to it. Right. Yeah. You. you there's a lot. Fine. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Like there's a reduction in salary. There's the fine. There's the games. It's not just the games. You know. Maybe they did try to protect themselves and make it only three games so that he can coach when the games really matter and can coach the brawl and coach the Big 12 and, and all of that because they want to stack wins and they know how important that is off of last year when they didn't really have enough of them but got in off of uh, strength of schedule and computer rankings. So you never know. All that I'm sure played into it. They definitely thought all this out and you got to read those statements. And I really feel like a lot of people are analyzing this without having read the freaking statements. Cause there's a whole, yeah. And this includes some national media members putting out there though, three games. How could that be it? Like, not nah, like read the statement. They, they, they put a lot of energy into those. A lot more is going into it than just sitting out three games that absolutely mean nothing. And Bob, and H- Bob Huggins, is, he's doing stuff on his own, like donating yeah. to Xavier. I'm sure that's also been advised by the university, but there's more to it than just the punishments. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. And again, you know, who knows Bob's real thoughts like behind closed doors on if he's saying, you know, I, I can't believe I'm donating money to those guys, but like it's all his own doing. It's all because of what he said and he did. And, you know, I have tons of radio experience there. I'll get this out there too. There is a dump button. I get it. It should dump what he had said. You could argue it would cover that 15 second, nine second ground. I get it. But whether a produce, cause this is a debate, Yes, a lot of the time the producer is there and is told even by the host to save a guest from themselves. That's even though they're controversial. Like there are times where you literally look at the producer and say, get your finger on the dump button. We got, you know, crazy guy coming in here. So this isn't their first rodeo with Bob. They know what he has said, what he can say, what he is, and then he's not afraid to talk. And maybe this producer, whether it be the first day or 35th day on the job, should have hit the dump button. However, None of that excuses Bob. Like you can't just go in there and say whatever the hell you want and then say the guy didn't hit the dump button and they were supposed to save me. The point of the dump button is not to save somebody from saying stupid things and slurs and and, and horrible things. 
it's only required to be used if it's FCC. And this is not FCC. This is just Bob sticking his foot in his mouth and, and, and using a slur when he shouldn't have done so. So the dumb button's there. It wasn't used. I got to tell you, Ethan, if I'm Bob, I don't ever go back on that station. I certainly send a text to Cunningham saying, I don't know what's going on with you and your producer if you're trying to do a hit job on me. But, like, we're no longer friends. Like, I, I get say, all I that. I would be friends with if that ever happened to me, I wouldn't be friends with that radio. No. Yeah, like we're done. Like, um, yeah, we're not friends, like to the point of like, I don't even like, yeah, I don't even want to see your name. Like, I'm blocking you. Like, literally, I don't even want to like see you in my vicinity. So, like, yeah, I'd be very mad if I am Bob. They weren't good friends to him. And, and at least Cunningham was supposed to be a friend of his. So, yeah, that all sucks if you're Bob, but. It doesn't excuse it. Like, you, you know, you can't require them to save you because you're just going to randomly spout off at the mouth. It's there for a reason. It's only required for FCC. It could save somebody. I'm sure there have been times where things like this have happened. And certainly if this was 10 years ago, it wouldn't have probably got out there because it wouldn't have been on social media. Awful announcing didn't exist. If this happened 20, 30 years ago, it certainly wouldn't have got out there and we just would never know. But And there have been other times, even more recently, I'm sure, where things got dumped. I, I've been around sometimes where things got dumped and no one's ever heard the light of day of, of things that were said by other people that I've had on shows or experienced other people having on shows or produced for other people, etc. This wasn't dumped. That sucks for Bob, but he still said it. Like he still said it. It's still him saying it. So it, it, the fact that it wasn't dumb doesn't make up for what he said or did not say. Ethan Bach, Mike Oste, or WV Sports Now. It's Bob Huggins talk, and that's kind of where we're going to leave it. But Ethan. Any other final words on this? Any other final thoughts on this? Anything we, we didn't get to? I mean, this, this it wasn't really a fun show as much as I like talking to you and, and we wanted to put something out there on this. I just kind of wanted to get my thoughts out there verbally. We have a bunch of commentaries. Just felt kind of a, uh, an obligation here, at least even the channel and and for my personal audience, uh, at Believe, myself, Mike Drop, wherever, just to get this out there because you can get misconstrued just throwing tweets up. So I wanted to kind of get something like this up. And I'm sure this isn't even fully defined on thoughts that may develop if something else comes out or we learn something else or who the hell knows, but anything else. Yeah. I just hope Bob Huggins, just hopefully he truly learned his lesson. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody's should be granted second, even third chances at times. Um, but I, yeah. and I hope he's true to his word and his letter and his statement from this week. Um, I hope he does work and try to rebuild his reputation just so we can have, just so we can end his career, whether it's this season or next season or whatever. I just hope that for his sake, that his legacy can get, can just be rebuilt to what it was before yeah, or Monday. Yeah. And you know, I do hope one day, like there's Coach K Court, they still can put his name on the court, and you're not going to tear down the Coliseum, even though I have my thoughts on that. But like the court can still be him, and you still get the posters. And because to be honest with you, and this has happened at other schools, like if they wouldn't do all of that and they would never celebrate him and his legacy again after his career is over, and you take down the poster, you take down the banners, and you pretend it didn't exist, like some people kind of want to happen now. That doesn't just affect Bob. Like, I mean, you know, taking down the 2010 Final Four banner because Bob was the coach, that disrespects all the players, <laughs> like that, 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 the fans. And it's not even just that season, but everywhere he's been, 
Like there, that that would disrespect so much more than just Bob. So I do also hope that there can be some repairing of the legacy to have it end in some positive manner and have something improve so that we don't have this stain or at least as much of this stain as it'll never really go away. And there can be some celebrating of Bob, his legacy, his career, which legitimately deserved the Hall of Fame. You cannot dispute it, really. He should have been in quicker than he was, honestly. And this team can also get the best of Bob. You know, you got to hope for these transfer portal kids, too, that they're coming there to coach to play under Bob, that they don't get like a depressed Bob who doesn't have the fire all year. Like, I'm, I'm hoping they get the best of Bob. Maybe they can reinvigorate him that there's a positive end to this on and off the court and as well. And we can have a bridging of a community and we can try to come together and, and learn and, and all better ourselves from this. Cause I think we all, all need that. But this was just a down week. Like it was a down week. The news sucked. Like no one likes this happening. No one wishes this would happen. There's no real winners in this happening. And, and this absolutely does show that, Hey, you know, there's levels to this fair or not. Like, if you're going to beat cancel culture, you got to mean to a state and a university and have the legacy of a Bob Huggins at West Virginia at WVU. Like, you know, if it was us, if it was anybody else, we wouldn't probably get the benefit of the doubt that Bob's getting. So hopefully, as you're saying, Bob realizes that he did the unthinkable and kind of beat cancel culture because he means so much to the school and the state and he doesn't abuse it and, and you know, go off the wall here. Um I was just trying to read a few more comments, but nope, I'm not. Cause they, <laughs> again, maybe just listen to what Ethan and I just said, cause Lord, um, <laughs> but that'll, that'll do it for this show, but not our coverage. Of course, of this WV sports now is where more of this coverage will just keep on churning because this story and the perception of the story and the conversation around the story is never going to die. But Bob Huggins stays the head coach at WVU. It will save the program on the court. We will see what happens to the perception of the program, though, off the court. Again, Mike Osti here. Mike Drop here on the Believe Network. You can find all of my work throughout Believe, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, etc. And, of course, at WV Sports Now for the social handles of our outlet at WV Sports Now and the site for the rest of our coverage for Ethan Bach. I'm Mike Osti, and just try to learn. I think we all just need to try to learn from this. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.